Africa Agenda is a podcast that features conversations with people working at the intersection of open data, open government, and sustainable development in Africa. Uh, so this is Let's Talk Data, the Maputo Protocol Edition. We're talking with uh, Nebila Abdumelik. Um, and we've been talking about the journey of, of Maputo and some of the um, issues that um, it had to overcome and some of the issues that it addressed uh, in its in its early days continues to address, of course. Mm-hmm. But the, the question that I, I now have is, for those working on, on uh, moving this agenda even further, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of information, data, or statistics do you feel they would mostly benefit from, mm. uh, especially if they could find it way easier than, yeah. than they do now? Um, so I think more recently we have a lot of data in terms of women in politics, particularly when it comes to women in parliament, mm-hmm. um, and obviously at heads of state level, but that's so minimal that... It's so easy, it's yeah. so easy to count. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. What we don't have data on is women in local governance and women um, that are engaging in the political space, but not necessarily in parliament. So I think that would be useful. Um, and so like, like women in, in the in political party leadership? Exactly. Women in political party leadership, women in local governance, um, women who are participating in areas that are outside of the realm of parliament. Mm. Um, I, I think that would be really interesting and useful because sometimes I think we neglect we neglect those areas even though they're fundamental to women's political leadership, yeah. representation, participation more generally, more broadly. Um, other areas where I feel data is lacking is um, data on widows, data on w- women in distress, um, and also issues around land, land ownership, land inheritance, which is quite contentious and one of the reasons why countries like Burundi had refused to ratify the Maputo Protocol around issues of land. Uh, so I think it would be really useful to get more data around those issues. Yeah. Um, in your experience, have we, whatever data has been available um, for women's rights organizations and organizations working with data, um, how have we used this? Have we used this um, uh, in that helped propel the agenda forward? Is there how we how we making use of this data? Is it, is it helping us move forward? I think when it comes to women in political participation, it has. It has allowed us to kind of push the agenda forward. I think we need to deepen it and also tell the stories behind the data because sometimes the data can also be overwhelming. Um, If you tell me that a million women are living with HIV and AIDS, it seems enormous. Mm -hmm. But if you start to tell me the stories behind those million women, who are they, where are they living, what are the commonalities amongst them, what is it that we can do to support them, Um, Are they mothers? Are they single mothers? Are they under 20? Where do they reside? Are they rural? Are they urban? So a little bit more teasing out the data um, uh, to understand what the data is telling us about the situation and what we can do about it. So I think a little bit of deepening of the data um, would be useful, but also sometimes going beyond the numbers to hear the stories uh, would be I think more constructive in in finding ways in which to address uh, the issues. Yes, yes. And, and, and that's the whole issue of data stories 
um, has been picking up quite a bit of steam, especially around um, the open data community. You, you'll see online quite a bit about um, uh, impact stories and, mm-hmm. and data stories. And I think that's driven also by the realization that sometimes not everything that can be measured matters. Mm-hmm. And sometimes not everything that matters can be it measured. Matters, yeah. uh, so you might have a lot of data on a specific issue and the issue presumably matters but um, because the data can dehumanize it yeah, um, exactly. so much it becomes yeah. a statistics issue yeah. rather than um, an issue about the rights of women yeah, yeah. the other data, the other set of data that I would be interested in in getting or, or ma- making it available is data around unpaid care work because there's a there are a lot of misconceptions around what that means when women's rights activists or feminists say, unpaid care work needs to be valued, it needs to be reduced, it needs to be redistributed. Um, there's not a common understanding of what that means and perhaps the burden, the burden on women and girls of care work, mm. the care economy, tending to the sick. Um, so I think data around that would also be really interesting and hopefully would be useful in making people understand the enormous burden that is on women and girls and if you quantified that what that would mean to the economies um, and how different the ways in which we measure our economies would be if we looked at the care economy um, and the things that we don't necessarily monetize or value in that way yeah and, and I think we've, we've had a conversation with with someone else about what that exactly mm. um, but the fact that unpaid care work um, but valuing it allows us for instance to add it to our uh, calculation of, of economic growth yeah um, the size of the economy and because it is a distinct contribution um, yeah. to to GDP yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but um, probably in the shortest possible way how, how do you describe unpaid care work because mm-hmm. I, I remember we had big debates uh, even at the event where some some ambassadors claimed that uh, by including unpaid care work in the sustainable development goals uh, framework we were trying to create a global system where husbands would now have to pay mm. their wives a salary mm. um, and and that was an yeah. anathema to even yeah. bring up uh, yeah. of course it turned out of, uh, that it wasn't true and and um, and and that, that made it into the framework yeah uh, but how, how would you describe so unpaid care work is often all of the work that is done usually in the home, um, that is not paid. So when women um, rear their children, uh, when they tend to them when they're sick, uh, when they go to fetch water, when they're doing domestic duties, washing clothes, cleaning the house, all of that stuff, unless it's outsourced, unless you have a help that comes in which who you pay, is usually unpaid care work. Working uh, on the farm. Exactly. All of those things. And so what I think the push around unpaid care work is, one, when you value it, you understand the tremendous um, value that it brings in building a society, building a family, building a community uh, to the economy at large of the nation. But also, when you say redistribute, it means, one, redistribute the burden between men and women, between the state and society. So when a state, um, for example, sets up uh, daycare, facilities for mothers, working mothers. Um, that's part of release, exactly, and also relieving the burden on 
on women. Um, when we have time-saving technologies, for example, that allow women to allow women or actually even men to do domestic duties more quickly when you have running taps when you have uh, a well in your neighborhood so that you reduce the amount of time that you're spending going to fetch water uh, or firewood um, things like that i think that's what is meant by really valuing redistributing reducing um, and also caring um, caring for the elderly and caring for the sick so when the state puts or creates or subsidizes care for the elderly, care for the sick, that also relieves burden on on the women. When we have good hospital care, when we have social security benefits, those are all things that can help to relieve the burden and allow for women to also put their time and their energy into other productive um, means or do what they want with their time. Yeah. Right. So more data on that would definitely help move that agenda forward. Yeah. At least at least enrich enrich the advocacy and the storytelling. Definitely. Yeah. Excellent. Right. So when we come back and hear a little bit about uh, the villa's dreams for the next fifteen, we'll be back. Yeah.